talking about uh, one of the most important subjects I probably ever will talk about to you from the pulpit. Um, we're going to talk about boundaries today, and I, wanna, I want you to hear why this is so important. Many of us don't set boundaries in our lives, therefore we don't have healthy relationships in our life, and therefore it hinders us from doing the will of God for our life. Some of us have been caught in a vicious cycle of drama, a vicious cycle where you're not taking responsibility, even you are um, overstepping boundaries in your life. And some of us today, I want you to learn to say yes to the right things that will put you on the path to do the will of God and no to the wrong things that are hindering you from doing the will of God. And Danny, you make the message today, so I hope, I, I didn't know if you're going to be here or not, but Danny reminded me of a conversation we had when I was probably 19 years old. He was 18, I just turned 19, and God had radically changed my life. I'm talking about, <clears throat> I thought I was going to come to church, meet good people, be around good people, feel better about myself, get a connection for a job, I should do that. All of a sudden, God got a hold of my heart in a way that I was absolutely not expecting. I really wasn't expecting that he would become my everything. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we want to fit like church and God into, okay, let me make my life better, so I'm going to throw God in here. But what happens when you start following Jesus, it's everything, and everything else falls into place. <clears throat> and I was wild before God saved me. I was wild. Like when you ask Dennis and Danny, they will tell you, Joey was the craziest out of all of us. And that's honest. We don't have to go through all the stories. We don't have to revisit. But they say Joey was the craziest out of all of us. I was the bad influence. I literally, some of them parents told me to stop hanging out with Joey. Enough's enough. They were setting boundaries. God changed my heart so much that I knew that I couldn't hang around with my crew of people anymore. It was done. Because I turned into a different person. Right? You ever get around that group of friends, like you're doing good, all of a sudden you're around them, and all of a sudden you're walking, talking different. I got my Lynn accents back. Every time I'm around Lynn a people, I talk Lynn. And I, my wife has told me, that's how it goes. She's like, what happened to your voice? I said, it's just in me. I can't fight it. My slang comes out. It's a different community now that you don't understand. We were driving by at midnight. We were coming what was it, 11 o'clock? We were coming from one of Natalie's friend's house. We were having dinner. I'm driving by a bar in Lynn. I yelled out the people I knew 20 years ago. They yelled back my na name, and Natalie said, how the heck did it happen? I said, I'm from Lynn. That's how it goes down. You never forget. I realized I could not be around this community. Not, I loved them deeply. They were the closest people to me in the world. I loved them. That would never stop. But I realized for me to do the will of God, the hard conversations had to happen. You know those conversations that you've been putting off for the last decade? I pray this week those conversations happen. So I go up, to, I, was, I believe, Danny, I could get some stuff wrong. You're going to call me out after if I do. But I think I got the main facts right. <clears throat> I was working for MVP Sports. You remember when I was in Saugus? I was working for MVP Sports. <clears throat> and I was at the point where I tried to go out once or twice and just hang out. And it just got real uncomfortable. You know, everyone's smoking weed. And I'm standing there, and the joint comes around. And I'm like, no, I'm not smoking. Everyone was like, oh, you'd mess up everyone's high when you do that. You understand me? 
you tell someone, and you used to smoke the most weed, tell them, man, that's not for me anymore. Everyone's bugging out. Everyone's getting convicted. Like, I should stop. What are you messing? They don't even want me there anymore. So I had been out a couple of times, and I said, this is not for me. Because I knew I couldn't be around this crew because not even them. I knew I was too weak, and I would fall to temptation. And I would get in bad old sinful habits again. Does anyone have a crew like that? I don't care if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, or 70. There's still crews like that. That's not only when you're 19. You just get around and you're like, why do I feel so bad? Why did I just do that? We're in MVP Sports, and I went up to Danny, or he came up to me. I forget how it went down. I said, it's done, bro. He said, you know, what's done? I said, I can't hang around with this crew anymore. I love you. I can't do it anymore. I'm too weak. I'm trying to follow Jesus. And I'm going to get in my own sinful habits. You know, that was hard for both of us. You know, it hurt me. It was a lot of pain. It hurt Danny. It was a lot of pain. Danny couldn't believe it. He's like, you're going to stop smoking? I was like, yeah. You're going to stop drinking? Yeah. You're going to stop partying, Joe T? You're crazy? Yeah. You're going to stop with the ladies? He couldn't believe that one. He really was like, Joe T, you ain't stopping with the ladies. I was like, I'm done, dog. I said something. I'm going to do the best I can. And I did. I really did. I was celibate for years. I met my wife. I really did that. You can do that. I'm telling you, a lot of people say you can't. You can live holy in areas culture saying you can't do it. I was in my prime of my life. I was like 19, 20, 21. You got it going on at that time. And I'm living celibate. You understand? My game was on point and I was living celibate. But I said, I'm following Jesus right now. You don't understand. This is different. This is a God that takes all. This is a God that wants all. This is a God that gives all. And I got to send up boundaries to do the will of God. They said I was absolutely bananas. Crazy. Me and Bugsy, you know, our friendship ended for 18 years. 18 years. I mean, we talk once in a while, but very, I'm talking maybe twice in 18 years. You can imagine the sadness there, right? You can imagine the sadness where you have a friend, you're spending almost every day with them, and you have to say, I can't do this because I need to follow Jesus and I'll fall. So I just want you guys to think of that with a boundary to start off. When you're thinking of a boundary, I don't want you to think of a wall because a wall's cold. A wall's cold. A wall, nothing can get in and nothing can go out. Some of us put walls up in our life, and that's bad. That's bad. But I read a book, thank you, Rich. I read part of a book on boundaries this week, which was helpful with thinking about how I want you guys to view boundaries in your life. More like a gate, okay? A gate where you're letting the wrong stuff out and you're letting the right stuff in. So some of you have stuff in your gate today. you got to let them out. There's some people in your life. It's time for them to get out, maybe forever or maybe for a season of your life. And God's asking you to maybe let some people into your life at this time to open up that gate. And I want you guys to really think today of where the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart to put up boundaries and to have tough conversations with people and to put up that gate, let the wrong things out and the right things in so that you might do the will of God in your life. Let's turn to Mark. 31, I'm sorry, 3, 31 through 35. 
It said, And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and my sister and my mother. Did people know that Jesus had a set boundaries? Did people know Jesus had family drama? Right? If you're going to take on flesh and be fully God and fully man, you're going to have family drama. Because we're all sinners in a family, right? Jesus had to set boundaries. And I just, I want to give you this note. This might be one of the top three most important things I've learned in my life and my spiritual walk. If I didn't set these boundaries in my life in a bunch of different ways, I would not be doing the will of God right now. I'd be depressed. I'd be anxious. Who knows what state my family would be in? Who knows what state all arenas of my life would be? So I just want to make that clear. I want you guys to hear how important this is, boundaries. One of the top three most important things you will ever hear in your spiritual walk. So let me, if you look at verse 21 in Mark 3, you get an understanding of why Jesus' family. So Jesus was teaching most like his disciples, the 12 disciples in a house. His schedule had got bananas. He was healing the blind. He was raising the dead. That draws crowds. Crowds are following him. He's like we said in last week, the, he's calling every religious leader out to the point that they're saying he has a demon. That's what they're saying about Jesus. Now, they're saying he's out of his mind. The family, Jesus' mother and Jesus' brothers, are looking from afar, and they're saying, is he going too far? Is he taking this whole Jesus thing too far? Has anyone ever said, had friends who said that to you? Dude, I believe in God, but you're going a little too far. You spend an hour on Sunday in church? A little radical, no? That's crazy that we think that. You know it's true. He's going to church every Sunday. 60 minutes? That's crazy. Let that digest. Let that digest. <laughs> His family is looking from afar, and they don't believe like the Pharisees believe that he has a demon but they think that he could be out of his mind and taking this thing too far because he's calling out religious leaders. He's not eating, the verse says. He's doing so much ministry, he's forgetting to eat. He's just serving people, loving people, healing people, rebuking people nonstop. And what do they decide to do? Did I read that? I'll read verse 21. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying he is out of his mind. In verse 21. You have to have family or close friends show up somewhere? With the beef, that's the worst situation, isn't it? Imagine Jesus, your mom's outside, and she's upset. When your mom shows up somewhere, it is serious. Jesus is teaching his disciples. His mom and brother's outside, and they're giving the message. Go in and tell Jesus his family is out here waiting for him. Imagine being that guy who has to go give that message to Jesus. Listen, Jesus. Your mom's outside. She's upset. I think it's best for you in your life. You get up and go see your mama. Know how Jesus reacted? You want to start some family drama, start answering people like Jesus answered people. I'm serious. He said, who are my mother and my brothers? 
He asks a rhetorical question. He says, look around. These are my mother and my brothers. How would your family react to that? Right? Did he just say I wasn't his mom? Is he saying those people are closer than they are to me, his brother? His brothers didn't believe in him, the scriptures say, at this point of their life. His brothers didn't believe that he was the son of God, if you look in the book of John. Jesus knew that his family was not fully understanding the will of God for him. They weren't understanding the will of God, the Father for God, the Son. They were trying to take him out of what God was doing. They were trying to stop him from doing that kind of ministry constantly, not eating. They wanted people to be more pleased with his ministry. That's the last thing you want people to say about your son's ministry, right? My son, he's ministering the gospel. Your son's crazy. That's what they were saying about Mary's son and to the brothers of Jesus. Now, this is so important because if Jesus reacted differently, this is what happened with boundaries. If Jesus didn't say, sometimes you can say no without saying no. It could be not answering a phone call, not returning a text, not giving in to people who are trying to manipulate you and trying to get you off the path. Sometimes that's the way to put up boundaries. Jesus doesn't even say, the scripture doesn't say, go out. And he'll say, listen, you guys got to understand it. Sometimes, did you ever realize with people who don't understand boundaries, you can explain to you, your head falls off and nothing changes. Can I get an amen on that? How many people for the last 10 years have been talking to the same person about the same boundaries and nothing happening? Steve, you're the only one. <laughs> That's because there's no consequences to when we talk about boundaries. Jesus didn't even get up and say anything. He made a statement and he stayed doing the will of God. Many people could have said many things about Jesus when he reacted this way, right? What are some of the things? Aren't we supposed to honor our mother? Aren't we supposed to honor our mother? Jesus, isn't that a little insensitive? But we know Jesus never sinned. And this action was purely holy because he needed to do the will of God. And if he allowed his family to continue manipulating him, do you imagine what his ministry would have looked like? Jesus, you can't go to the cross. Imagine his mother showed up and she had a grip on him. You can't go to the cross. That's not the will of God. You know know what I mean? That's too much pain. That's too much flogging. Too much beating. Too much ridicule. You know, Jesus, you can't do this. You can't do that. Come home. Come home. The mom was coming. The brother's coming. Come home. And if Jesus let that cycle in his life of his family saying, no, no, no. Come with us. Come away from the will of God. It would have hurt his ministry on earth and hindered him from doing the will of God the Father. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? When you, when me, when all of us When we don't put up boundaries, you end up in this vicious cycle where it hinders you from doing the will of God. The same old people manipulate and jump over boundaries. It affects your family. It it affects your own emotional and spiritual health. So you are not even able to do the will of God. Do you know God does not want drama in your life 24-7? Some of us are uncomfortable when things are peaceful. Some of us are like, man, I need some drama. i got to call someone in gospel. You hear about that though? Some of us don't know how to be peaceful because we're so used to drama. And when you have drama in your life all the time, you cannot be pleasing to God in your walk and do the will of God. Do you guys hear me? 
Some of us are so filled with drama, it's hindering us doing the will of God because we're so focused on negative people and sinful people who aren't doing the will of God, we have no time to serve God and his church and to follow our calling. You know, and I won't get into details here, but I, as your pastor, I love you guys, and I want you to hear this because I wish someone told me, I wish someone was open enough to tell me the truth about boundaries when I was in church. Because there's this false sense, like people don't really understand love in today's culture. We think that love equals no boundaries. Like this kind of hippie love, you know what I mean? You got like paint on your face and a tie-dye shirt. I love there's no walls in my life. That is not love. That's not love. Doesn't our God have a heaven and a hell? Doesn't our God have boundaries? Doesn't our God say some people are my children and some are not my children? Doesn't some God say some things are holy and some things are sinful? Why do you guys think that I'm always talking about sin? Because when we sin against God, we're breaking his boundaries. And that's why God says people who live habitually breaking my boundaries are not part of my kingdom. Because God has boundaries. And that's why we should have boundaries. See, people are selling you a warped love where God has no boundaries and you should have no boundaries and you're not loving if you don't let that person keep abusing you in your life. And that's a lie. And I wish someone told me the healthiest thing you can do is put up walls, both because you love God, you love yourself, and you love them. And we'll get to that. But I had to put boundaries up in my family. And I can't tell you how many tears I shed. And I don't want to cry because I cried two weeks in a row almost. A pastor should not be crying almost. I went like 52 straight weeks without crying or getting that little breakup. And if it happens, you've got to show me grace. But I have two weeks in a row, so I'm going to try not to get emotional. I had to put up boundaries with my family. And I can't tell you how much it broke my heart and continues to break my heart. I'm talking, I can't even explain. I'm so embarrassed. If you saw the weeping and the way I cried... I started getting embarrassed. I was by myself. I was crying so hard because I knew what had to happen. I knew that I had to put up boundaries. And I knew certain things couldn't be led into my life and led into my family's life. And you know, that there's a part of you that's always sad about that. And I'm not going to lie to you. But there's a part of you that has to do that to do the will of God. And because you love your family and you love your friends and you love your God. And you even love yourself. If I didn't put up those boundaries, my, my children would always have a father that was burnt out from the emotion. Doesn't the emotion burn you out, guys? Well, you're no good. You're so burnt out on negative and sinful people, you have nothing to give to the people who you love deeply and who are actually healthy and aren't causing drama. And that's what people who cause drama in your life do. They want to cause drama so they continue to stay the center of your life. They really. They've learned a pattern that no one ever stopped where they learned that the only way I become the center of people's life is not in a healthy way, but I'm going to keep doing wrong, so they have to keep taking care of me and keep, you know, let me do whatever I want, and I know, they'll know your sentimentality too. I want you guys to hear this. They'll know your personality. People who overstep boundaries know you're sentimental, and they'll know you give in, and they'll feel like you'll never make boundaries. But you make boundaries for the glory of God and to do the will of God in your life. It's heartbreaking. I don't want to lie to you. It's heartbreaking, but it has to happen. Do you know how many people said to me, you call yourself a pastor and you're putting up boundaries with your family? I've heard people say to me all the time, you're a pastor and you do boundaries? 
Aren't you supposed to forgive? Aren't you supposed to love? Yeah, I do forgive. I have no unforgiveness in my heart. None. I love them more than ever. You love people. You pray for them. You hope for them. But if you don't put up boundaries, it's not going to help their soul, and it's going to hurt everything about your love so you can't do the will of God in your life. Secondly, when you put up a boundary, you can't be afraid that people aren't going to like you. If everyone likes you, there's something wrong with you. Do you guys hear that? You can't please man and God at the same time. Scriptures even say, if everyone likes you, you better ask yourself some questions. Because you don't stand for anything. It's okay. and It's not easy. Because I want everyone to like me, but it ruins my life. <laughs> it really does. I'm almost, I'm like 90% there, guys. I'm 90% there where I don't give a what. But there's 10% of me still. I'm down. It used to be 70, it was 80, it was 90. I'm down where I'm like, fine, some people shouldn't like me. Because I'm sick of trying to live and get everyone to like me. And I'm at home just miserable like, do they like me? Did they like my post? You can't live like that and do the will of God. If they didn't like Jesus, they ain't going to like you. I'm telling you, you've got to learn this lesson. That's what boundaries are all about. You've got to learn that. You can't care about what people think about you when you make boundaries, because unhealthy people are going to hate it when you make boundaries in your life. You set boundaries to do the will of God. And let me explain. I was reading that book, Boundaries, this week, and I read about this woman who told her whole story about her day. She woke up at 6 o'clock, and she was dreading the day already. If you're dreading the day at 6 o'clock already, you've got to ask yourself some questions about your life. Because that's not starting out good, right? Wake up, here we go. (laughs) You know, God wants to get you a healthy spiritual place so you can grow, you know? She wakes up 6 o'clock, and she's dreading the day because at 4 o'clock, she's got a meeting with her child's um, teacher because her child's been misbehaving. So she's already dreading the day. At 6.45, she's like, no one's listening to me. No one's getting the table to have breakfast. They don't listen to me. What's happening? This is chaos. No one's helping me. So she's feeling that. Somehow, like every day, everyone falls in the car and gets dropped off at school, right? And she's still feeling like, man, I am so burnt out. No one's listening to me. There's no boundaries. I can't say no. I don't say yes to the right thing. She goes to work. And that same manager, who is irresponsible, waits to the last day of the deadline and drops the papers on her desk and says, I need these done by three. I know you're dependable, I know you're reliable, I know you're faithful, so I come to you to do this. She should say, no, that's not my job. So she says, yes, I'll do it. And once again, she's burnt out during her work hours. At 4 o'clock, she goes to the teacher's meeting, and the teacher tells us, your child, every time we try to set limits on your child, they misbehave. She breaks down crying and says, that's because we don't put any boundaries or limits on the child at home. Every time the child wants something, we, we give it to him or we give it to her. And she breaks down, and the teacher is sympathetic and said, well, help you. She says, I can't put limits. I don't know how to set boundaries. She goes home. No one helps with dinner. She sets up the table for dinner. She makes everyone dinner. The husband's done. He goes and watches sports. He goes to worship. You like that, Doc? That was a little subversive move on him, right? The kids don't help break down or do anything. And once again, she's sitting there, and she's got to clean everything up. 
And she, again, this is what happens when you have an unhealthy process. Maybe it's me, she's saying to herself. Maybe I've got to do more. Maybe I, it's me. Maybe I'm just not being thankful for what I have to do. And she's going all through. That's one unhealthy things. You know, people are overstepping boundaries, and people are being hurtful, and people are being abusive. And you start saying, maybe it's me. It's not you. It's the people overstepping the boundaries. Then all of a sudden, the night goes by. She's in bed at 1130, and she's saying, I hate my life. I hate my life because I can't say. And in between there, one thing I forgot, 8 o'clock she gets a call from the leader of the women's ministry. Right? We love that call, right? Listen, the person who was supposed to do it, they dropped out. We really need you to step in and help do this. She should say no, but she says yes. 11.30 comes around. She tells her husband, I'm not happy with my life. I'm not happy with our marriage. I'm not happy with our family. I'm not happy with the direction I'm going in life. Do you guys hear that? The change that needs to happen is nothing to do with her situation. It's everything to do with her saying yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. You know what? Husband, you're going to help up up in here. Enough's enough. I'm not your slave. Right? You know what, children? We're handing timeouts out left and right up in here. I'm going to timeout everyone up in here. I'm going to discipline my children. You know what, manager? No. I have my job title. I want to be respectful. I want to be honoring, but I'm not doing your job again. You know what, women ministry leader? I'm sick of you calling me. No, don't say that. (laughs) But she needs to say no. We need to be placed. Listen, I'm overwhelmed in my life right now. That's what church should be like. We should be able to tell people. I'm overwhelmed right now. I'd love the church. I love you, but I got to say no because I love the church, love God, and love you. I need some time. Do you guys know it's okay to say no to those things? So this is the key. You want to say yes to doing the will of God. And you want to say no to things that will keep you away from the will of God. Do you know on Monday, Sunday night, I got home, and I said, I got nothing left. I said to Pastor Dave, and I said to Natalie, I said, I got nothing left. I can't minister to one more person. I said, I'm shutting everything down for two days. Two days. I said, I'm going to do a little, I did a little administrative stuff. It was just me, those kind of things for a few days. I got texts. I got calls with people. Feel free to call and text me. But I got text Sunday night and text Monday and calls Monday and Tuesday, which was all healthy. But you know what I need to do? I need to say no. I'm not calling anyone back. And I hope you don't call me back if you're burnt out. For two days, I need to shut off. Or I'm not going to be able to minister to anyone. I just set up a boundary. That's okay to do, guys. It's cool to say, okay, I'm getting back to everyone on Wednesday. I woke up, refreshed, rejuvenated, and loved calling everyone back, loved texting everyone, loved emailing everyone. I had joy in it because I learned to say no. There was a time in my life where I actually burnt out when I was 30, 30 years old because I tried to please everyone. Burnt out. I'm talking burnt out, nothing left. I literally did not want to live, and I'm being honest with you guys. I didn't want to live because I never learned how to say no to the wrong things and yes to the right things. You guys need to hear this. So this year, this is some things I hope in with um, setting boundaries when I was thinking about everyone and thinking about some, some of my hopes this year. Some of us will finally say yes to living sexually holy and no to the person who is causing you to fall into sin. That's a boundary that some of you need to set this year. And God wants to do that new 
in your heart this year. Some of us will finally say yes to spiritual health of your family and not let the unhealthy family member who is hurting your family's health go on any longer without setting a healthy boundary. This is the year for some of you to finally do that. Some of us will say yes to surrounding yourself more and more with those who are following Jesus and no to those who are are causing you to practice old sinful habits. Some of you will say yes to being generous to the church and no to give money to that person who is ena- you are enabling to live a lazy life. Some of you will say yes to moving into a healthy relationship and no to the same old abusive one that you have been part of for years. That's some of my hopes for the church this year, that we all hear this and we start to set boundaries. Um, one of the biggest answers I hear from people when they don't want to set boundaries, what if this happens to that person, right? How many people go through that with people they're trying to love? What if we let them go and they die? What if we let them go and they use and they OD? What if we let them go and they end up in this situation? Let me tell you that's unhealthy process of thinking. And let me tell you why. Because once again, we're not more compassionate than Jesus. We're not more compassionate than Jesus. Jesus didn't go out and explain everything to his family. He let them figure out the will of God for their life. And we know where they all ended up, right? We just spoke a message last month about Mary. She learned, I'm sure, through Jesus' boundary. She learned that her son would have to suffer and have to sacrifice. And people would say he was out of his mind. But she needed to learn that from Jesus setting the boundary. When Jesus set a boundary on his brothers, they didn't believe in him. Do you know they ended up believing him? And one of them penned the book of the Bible under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, James. They went from unbelieving to believing because Jesus loved them enough to set up a boundary. This is what I need to hear you. If you love those people in your life enough, you will set up a boundary with consequences so they can learn from God and not from you. I would argue that the boundaries are more loving than you enabling the people in your life. Do you guys hear that? It's selfish to enable people because you want them to like you. It's just selfish to enable people because you want them to love you. It's loving to set up a boundary so that they can know the will of God and be changed and be saved. Now, I'm not going to promise you that every person you set up a boundary with will come and be transformed and do the will of God. That's not true. But some will. Some will. And it's better to have one healthy relationship than ten unhealthy ones both for the person who you're putting up the boundary with and for yourself, and for yourself. So I'll tell this story as we get to the end here. When we create boundaries for the people love, we love, we open up space for God to move. And we'll come back to Danny, because Danny made the sermon twice today. You'll notice Danny's in church, <laughs> right? Took 18 years. But now because I had that conversation that we talked about at the beginning, instead of us having an unhealthy relationship that's built around drugs, or alcohol, or womanizing, or the pleasures of this life that are sinful, instead of us having that foundation, now we can come by God's grace and have the foundation of the gospel and really have a healthy relationship. That's what boundaries do. That's what boundaries do. That you love people enough 
and you keep praying every day, every night, that they'll come to repentance and they'll come to faith and they'll, they'll grow in the will of God so you can really have a healthy relationship that's built on a relationship with God for So then you can have a healthy relationship with your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your friends, with your brothers, with your sisters, with your mothers, with your dads. Do you know that the hardest place to set a boundary is with your parents? I do premarital counseling. Do you know what the toughest place to talk about when you do premarital counseling with a bunch? I've done it for years now. When you start talking about parents and in-laws, everyone starts getting uptight. Like, I told you your mom was messed up. (laughs) There comes a time in every person's life. Jesus was a man now. He wasn't a little boy. He made the decisions for his life. And he loved his mom, but his mom needed to know he was an adult now. So some parents need to have conversations with children, and some adult children need to have a conversation with their parents and say, listen, I love you, but we've got to send up some boundaries here because I'm my own person, this is my own family, and you're not overstepping boundaries anymore. That's one of the number one things that hurts marriages. It's money and in-laws. <laughs> and we do that because we love each other. When you set boundaries for people, your parents, your family, you love them, so you want things to be healthy. You want them to be God-glorifying to do the will of God. And I just wanted to ask these two questions of you in closing. Who do you need to set boundaries with this year to do the will of God? Please ask yourself this question. What conversations you need to have this week? Don't let them go. They've been going for 10 years. Make them happen this week. They're always going to be uncomfortable. Secondly, I want to ask you, are you someone who is overstepping boundaries in other people's lives, in your family's lives, in your friends' lives, and you need to ask them for forgiveness and repent of it? Restoration Road, let's set some healthy boundaries this year so we are not hindered doing the will of God. And let's love people enough to set boundaries so we can do the will of God for the glory of God. Amen?